Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I've got another plethora of tasty topics to cover, uh, starting with lo-fi, the community itself, and just discussing some of the most recent uh, lo-fi mixes I've put together, and maybe for you, the listener, might be intrigued to how they were put together in the first place, as well as the community itself. So first off, I want to say thank you to those who listened to the lo-fi mixes that I put together. I got a fantastic response over the past three videos, that, four videos, sorry, that I put together, all of which re- reached over 50-plus views for each one, the highest reaching 11,500 views, the middle one being 600, the other, one, other two being around uh, 60 to 100. Fantastic. An amazing response to something that I could never have ever imagined getting that level. Just by putting some of my favourite mixes together, some of the most talented artists, basically becoming a DJ for the lo-fi community. Something that I adore myself and I love the, the level of love, positivity and all-round wholesomeness that comes within the lo-fi community. If you haven't been there yourself, for those who aren't aware of low-frequency music, please go out there and search on YouTube. It's free, it's fantastic for when you're trying to get work done or if you want to be in a space of going to sleep, trying to study, trying to be in the zone, or you're just trying to put yourself out of anxiety and into a relaxed space, I would definitely recommend going out there and searching, for instance, the original uh, Chilled... It, she was originally known as the Chilled Cow... Uh, channel, but I believe it's uh, something else now. It might be a chilled girl or or chilled uh, something along those lines. But it was originally chilled cow cow channel the <laughs> the chilled cow channel that I discovered lo-fi behind, uh, and from there that love affair has blossomed and bloomed in into something where I am the creator, not the creator, but the mixer for these amazing artists and. I will never, I, I like the podcast, I see it as something that I will continuously put content out because of my love for it and for the fact that people seem to respond well to it and that is always a lovely positive on my part to, to see that. Uh, for me personally, I think the greatest thing about putting them together is having the, it, it's all, almost harmony, you know, you mix, you, you put the, the right music in the right place at the right time and it just moves together because these artists didn't make their music to necessarily mix with anyone else's but it seems to be that they've got because they're lo-fi or low frequency music they have this ability to nicely slot in like a jigsaw puzzle one after another and I love the fact that they implement fantastic cutscenes from movies uh, and utilize the the speaking within the sound to be able to make you feel like you're part of something, like you're part of a movie or you're listening to something or it's an emotion that you should be feeling within this musical realm, as I would call it. My last lo-fi mix was called Into the Realm of Dreams because it was meant to provoke that. And I do, I love that sort of naming conventions within the the lo-fi community you'll notice a lot of the the videos that you look up all have a different uh sort of not a theme of sorts so one of the most popular channels i know fantastic music it, I, I believe it's just called fantastic music um uh, 
they do a sort of town or rainy theme or for instance it's san francisco with the sun setting in the background or it's a windy day it's based around that it's around environment and i love the they use jazz hop to be able to ma maximize their lo-fi feeling within that jazzy almost upbeat part of downtown or uptown it's brilliant it's great great concept and the community responds as the community does within the lo-fi community it says brilliant i want more you won't you will notice that the internet can be a very toxic place in certain areas of it and for me to see the complete opposite in the lo-fi community you go through that comment section you ain't gonna find any negativity you ain't gonna find anything along those lines and i love that there has to be a re like a positive and a negative in life there has to be both sides of the coin you cannot have one without the other and i think the internet needs this counterbalance and without it um, i think that's how powerful the lo-fi community is in itself and i hope it grows i really do i hope it grows greater and greater to greater heights over the next 20 years because in itself the positivity that comes out of it the way people talk about their traumas and getting through them and becoming better people and uh, getting through tough times like studying or getting through tough times divorces or any anything you're thinking of to yourself it's there someone's talked about it and they've been able to utilize the music as a way to be able to express themselves and feel better or be able to get through a tough time and i love that i really do i don't think there's very many spaces like that on the internet so this is almost like a love letter to the lo-fi community thank you for what you do thank you for all the positivity you bring and let's hope that people just continue to put out the content for it for for it <laughs> for it fortify it right now um no <laughs> yeah protect it at all costs that's what it must be done uh, and i hope that that is the case because without without it there would just be the negative and i do feel that the internet at the moment is becoming more and more negative as we put as we look into it one of the things that i have noticed i don't know about yourselves but there seems to be a divide with cultural provoking people i'm not going to say their names you will know the gentleman i'm speaking about without me really saying his name because he's become quite big on the internet but what i will say is people like him have divided the genders rather than united them we need to unite we don't need to be more divided than we already are we shouldn't be blaming each other for our downfalls we should be saying look these these are our problems these are our issues with ourselves we'll work on them and we'll get better and that's it because the more we blame each other for things the more this world become more divided than it already is I don't ever look down on people for their flaws because I'm a very flawed human being myself. I just want people to get better. That's all it is. I'd, if, if we want to divide people more and create this angst or more than it already is, we're going down the right path. You know, we're going down that, the, you know, each country fighting against each country instead of embracing each other. Now, this may sound like some lovey-dovey D shit, the lovey-dovey do, you know, whatever. But the point being is this. Don't let the internet, the one space that was created to be able to create communication between people and unite people, become a place of toxicity and a cesspool for becoming more, finding more ways 
to, you know, just not like each other. Anyway, that's my two cents on the matter. I don't think that that's what we should be creating. We should be creating positivity and solutions instead of highlighting the problems, you know? And instead of looking at the solution as forcing people to do something, suggest it and give examples and be positive about the examples. Uh, one of the things that I do see a lot of is pessimism. It's very easy to be a pessimist in today's society. It's very easy to say, you know, the world's falling apart or anything along those lines. It's very easy to say all these things without providing a bloody solution. <laughs> That's all politicians do these days. They always put band-aids on rather than finding an actual solution to the problem. One thing that I see nowadays is that everyone's happy to just give their two cents without actually providing a solution, you know? <laughs> What's the point? You're just talking into the wind. If you're going to do something, do it and actually be practice what you preach, you know? The amount of people nowadays who are willing to say they're the best at whatever they're doing without actually putting their best foot forward first. It, well, it's just sad, let's be honest. So, moving on from that, that's a negative point. My solution to this is to bring in, focus on yourself, number one. Focus on making yourself better before you cast out onto the world and say, this is all, all the problems, why aren't the world fixing it? Say, I'm going to fix what I can fix. And I'm not going to divide people, I'm going to unite people. And those people are going to be my close friends and family. One thing that I have noticed is that People will blame an entire gender or a race or anything based off one or two people. Because we don't know that many people locally nowadays. There's Everyone sees stuff on the internet and then they immediately think because one or two people have done something that the entire you know, genre of people have done that. It's not the case at all. People are very different. We're very similar in some ways, but we're also very, very different. So take that as a way to understand that just because one or two people have done something that you've seen in your lives or you've been hurt by somebody, that one person doesn't reflect everybody, okay? Now, moving on to much more positive stuff. One thing that I've seen recently that puts a massive grin on my face. For those who aren't aware, I made a video recently about him. Casey Neistat, he's back and he's back in New York City and damn it, it makes me feel good. I feel like we're back in 2015 all over again. Probably one of the best periods of the internet of all time before the adpocalypse, before um, all of this lack of creativity was in there and Casey Neistat was at full-fledged power within New York City. Well, he's back and he's creating again and he's putting out content and I am extremely excited. It almost felt like a wave of nostalgia flew over me when I saw one of his newest videos. Now, he brought his entire family back to the great city of New York. He's like the the, the mayor of the city without being officially the mayor. <laughs> he's the man who reflects everything that is New York City. He breathes in the air, he understands how great a place it is, and he values it for what it is. And he wants to be there for its best bits and for its worst bits. It does make me feel that I should be getting over there as soon as possible. Moving there to the city that never sleeps, that always has something going on, that is always 
has some character. It's why I love visiting there. Part of it was because Casey Neistat highlighted not just the good bits, but the bad bits about the city. And he accepted it. And he showed all of it. Even the nitty gritty parts. You know, even where he was, he would make a, a joke about going through the the neighborhood where the gentleman was selling fake handbags, and that he could get robbed just by walking through there. And it was a joke, and he was filming himself at the time. But the point was being is that there are bad things in the city. Yes, there are gunshots going off. Yes, that people people you know knife crime just like there is in London. You know, there's he was able to highlight a way to make the, the city a character. As I said in my last video, so I'm not going to rehash that, but I am excited to see one of YouTube's greatest creators in his area, back in the home place, back making videos that will make the, the YouTube scene fresher. And he will revitalize vlogging in a new way, and a new, I shouldn't even call it vlogging anymore. He makes films where others make vlogs. He makes films and experiences where others make YouTube videos. This is what I'm excited about, and New York is his background, and we are going to absorb all of it. So if you haven't already, we've already got two things on this podcast that you should be going away and typing on that YouTube bar. Click, 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 click right now. Lo-Fi and Casey Neistat. Neistat is spelt N-E-I-S-T-A-T. -T. You got that? Jump on there right now. Click, 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 run. Go, go. The rest of the podcast doesn't matter. Get over there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Point being is this. Some creators have such a great effect on you. It's like having a friend back in your life. It is a beautiful thing. Such an effect. I remember going to New York City for the first time just because of that man. And because of it, I also love that city. Not as much as him, sadly, because I've only been there twice. Can't claim that. But I will be there and I will live there at some point in my life for a year at least because it is a beautiful place both in winter, summer and all the other seasons. <laughs> should just say autumn and spring. Bloody being too lazy there. So Casey Neistat's back. Switching over to a, a negative part of the topic i know switching with you know the the, the, <laughs> the clock's ticking back and forth right now we are seeing some positives and negatives the negatives is the financial crash has begun for those who are aware you will be seeing that the s p 500 and all the other index funds all over the world have been ticking down very steadily for the past two weeks and it is happening the mortgage uh, like crisis is happening it is up to 6.25 percent for the interest on mortgages. Um, that's the highest it's been since 2008. As soon as it hits 8%, it's Armageddon again. So we are looking at all markets overvalued, overinflated. And as I've said before, please, for the love of God, get out of the market while you still can um, because it's, it's only going to get worse. Uh, and to my friends who went into the crypto market, I'm so sorry. Like, yep. I did warn you, I, I'm not going to say I told you so because that's not what I'm about. But I will give you a solution to this. Is get tactics, get financially literate. I'm, you're doing it with me, by the way. We're, we're learning together here. Like We all have to accept the loss, move on, and, and keep going forward because there's always going to give us time. If you've got the time like me, if, you, you know, if you're in your early 30s, late 20s, you, or even earlier 20s, 
or if you're not even in your 20s yet, or even if you're in your early 40s, you still have time. You still can make mistakes and move forward and learn from it. And this financial collapse can be an opportunity to understand what's going on. Like, why is it happening? Why have we got to this point? Ask the whys. You know, the solution here is learning. One of the greatest uh, pieces of advice I've ever been given is that once you get to university, it's or, or even if you're not at university and you just finish at secondary school, it's as if you're told that that's it for learning. It's all over. You don't do any more learning. You know, school's going to teach you everything you need to know, or university's going to teach you everything you need to know. Not at all. The learning never stops. Just like fitness, just like the, you know, all of the spirituality, all of the things that you need to keep in your life to be able to make yourself feel good and live in a world that is fun to be in, you have to keep learning. It keeps the mind going. It keeps you going. It keeps you fresh. keeps you up to date in the world. There's nothing worse than seeing somebody who doesn't understand the current state of affairs. Have you ever seen an old person who's unable to comprehend any sort of technology and refuses to learn it? It's sad to see because they're missing out. They could make their lives a lot easier. I remember one of the greatest things seeing was my granddad being taught by my dad how to use a computer. Now my granddad is extremely, he was an extremely smart man. He taught English lessons to, to Oxford students and stuff like that. Like he was an extremely smart man, but he humbled himself and he allowed my dad, his son, who was 20, <laughs> you know, 20 plus years his senior, his, his junior, and allowed himself to learn from him and to be able to learn how to use a computer at the time. It was not an easy experience for him. It was not fun for the two of them to go through. But he did it anyway because he understood the importance of being able to level up even in his late 70s, early 80s. How crazy is that? And a, a man of that age, knowing how important that is. And I remember because I was running about the house at like seven years old and I would stumble into the room and see what was going on and then run off again because I wasn't caring what was happening really. But... I understand now how important that is. How crazy is that? So if he can do it at 80, you can do it now when you're in your whatever age you are. Because if you're still learning at that age, damn, you know, you're, you never stop, you know? <laughs> and he was respected by his peers, that man. And he was respected by many, many people. So when he passed away, sadly, um, when I was quite young, when I was 14, he was remembered by many, just like my other granddads as well. If you want to leave a, a message behind, be the person who sets the example for others, not the person who laughs or scoffs at those who push forward and want to learn and want to better themselves and want to be become the ideal person of who, who they are. So learning is a never-ending cycle, and this financial collapse could be the potential for you to understand why it's got to this point. One of the most interesting things to me is how have we got to this, uh, you know, housing market crash? I don't totally understand how we've got here again because there isn't, there's not a product being sold like the MBS products that were sold in 2008. So what's caused this? Is it the same as all the other assets? Is it just an overinflation of the assets as a whole because of the stimulation, because of the printing of all money across the world? It's a question I've been asking 
I don't have the answers, but it's a, an interesting topic nonetheless. So be careful, be very aware, and I don't think there are any wrong wrong answers at the moment, apart from uh, being scammed by somebody and uh, trying to get into some sort of qu get quick uh, yeah get rich quick scheme. So don't get into any yeah quickly <laughs> cut that off that for those who are just listening I'm, I'm doing the don't do it sign basically <laughs> so that's it moving on solution to a problem there remember we've addressed these each one along problem there's a solution so fun this is nice this is personal but this is this is a little bit of fun for me so i move into my new apartment on the 18th of october uh, 2022 i am extremely excited i'm gaining my independence uh, once again for the first time in two years and six months which is crazy to think i would never have signed up for this in the first place to those who are aware of the pandemic and all the things that happened for me personally i uh i, w I moved back in with my family uh because i thought it was only gonna last a month <laughs> How wrong was I? <laughs> See, another thing, I was I was so wrong. We all thought that it was going to be a quick one and done thing. The government was going to shut it down. And one month turned into two full years. And for the last six months, basically, I've either been traveling or I've been here doing personal work or finding a job in what I'm doing right now. And I, I have, I am now working for a new company. I'm, it's an extremely exciting opportunity for me to be able to progress my skills and to be able to find more opportunities and more ways to be able to create businesses outside in other ways to be able to create passive and portfolio income. So extremely exciting times for me personally. Uh, and it's extremely exciting to be able to move into my own place. I think that for me personally, I need my own space. My parents need their own space. My sister needs her own space in her own apartment now. She's got her own. I'll have my own. My parents will have the house back to themselves for the first time in like three years or whatever it's been. It's important to say this. There's people like Gary V out there. I am going to say his name. Who say move in with your parents to be able to save money. But what he doesn't talk about is the mental health that comes with that for both you and your parents. You may love your parents to the ends of the earth, and you may love being with them. But I promise you this, if you're someone in your early or late 20s, or even early 30s, it is going to be something that's going to be mentally tough for you, because you will have opposing views to your parents, and I don't care how well you get along, it will forever be feeling like it's hung over you. I know this firsthand, but I can also see this by speaking to other people. Not everyone can have an idea of relationship. And if you're like me and you pay rent to your parents, that's great. You make, you know, that's the, for me personally, whenever I've been earning, I always have the rule. I always give them rent because they deserve it because they've got me staying here, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's it would be as if I was renting from anyone. And you have to pay that because you're paying for a space and you're paying for a part of their lives almost. And for me personally, I'm going to be paying rent to a, to a non-family member to have a space for myself to create my freedom. It's like for those who talk about driving. They get a car so that they can go to new places and go and see the world in some ways. Ironically, most people don't go outside of their hometowns if you look at the statistics. And therefore, the driving thing kind of goes out the window. 
But the idea is nice enough as it is. You're trying to gain your independence. You're trying to gain your freedom. So for those to say renting's for suckers, it's not. You're gaining your freedom. You're gaining you as a person. You're gaining the ability to determine who you are. That may sound like some mumbo jumbo, but that's what I think. And if you don't like it, it's fair enough. Totally understand. Um, everyone has their opinion on these sort of things. So exciting times for me. Here's a fun thing that nobody talks about is how much furniture bloody costs. <laughs> You know, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how you're gonna have to go to IKEA and spend like like two grand to be able to fill out your your apartment with uh, all the basics. Basically, we're not even talking about niceties. You know, you take two thousand pounds, you just spend it, and it's gone like that. But you could. There's there's other ways. There's plenty, there's many ways that people fill the house. I'm just being lazy. I just want to just fill it out and get it over and done with, and and fill it up and be able to get a nice background for the for the podcast and to make the 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 new look to the podcast and the video podcast look uh, nicer as well. So for, for me that's very exciting. Really excited for that. And uh, I would say to those who have the opportunity to move out, please do so. You will feel a lot better because you're gaining a new space, but you're also setting yourself up uh, for an understanding of being in the real world as well. You cannot be with your family forever and I know that there's influencers out there saying stay at home so you can save a load of money but they don't realize that saving the money is probably worse off than the mental health you're going to cause yourself down the line so don't deteriorate relationships get out there <laughs> so final topic yes okay no final two topics Chelsea Football Club I'm going to talk about for for the next five minutes. So for those who aren't into football, please move forward. I shall be talking about Muay Thai running, my new uh, fitness phase after this. So rewinding forward for those who aren't into football, starting in three, two, one, and Chelsea Football Club. So I don't think I've talked about the absolute madness that has happened at my club since Thomas Tuchel got sacked. So I will start there. Thomas Tuchel got sacked and I was extremely sad. There... Uh, was a relationship there that seemed to be deteriorating. All the information that's coming out of the club at the moment is that Thomas Tuchel had basically broken up relationships with many of the players and that the staff were not happy with what was going on and that Todd Bowley made the decision to basically cut ties with him on the first match that he would lose uh, after the sad set of matches that we had to start the season off. We are extremely lucky that there is an international break right now happening to be able to give us the time to be able to put our team together and to be able to figure out what Graham Potter, who is the new manager, is going to be able to bring to Chelsea and see how we do in the team. I think we have the opportunity now to really push forward. I think Graham Potter is a fantastic manager. I'm really hoping that he has the ability to be a big manager at a big club and can play in the Champions League. Now, he, he started off with a one-all draw. I think we should have won that game. I think the, the conceded goal was kind of sad. I, they had very little possession, and we were dominating the entire game. I think that there was a lack of finishing. Again, same old story with Chelsea at the moment is the lack of finishing at our club. There needs to be some confidence building for the up front. 
I'm hoping Aubameyang has the ability to do that. I hope he has the confidence to do that for Chelsea, and I hope he's going to get the supply that he needs to be able to do this. It also needs to be working on our defence. Since Rudiger and Christensen have left, there seems to be serious holes in our defence, and Mendy has been exposed for the keeper that he is. He's a great long, long-term, sort of like, sorry, not long-term. He is a great long shooting long shooting stop shot stopper that's hard to say and he's also confident when it comes down to be able to grab the ball out of the air in the box things that he's made up for from Kepper or Balaga. however now it's shown that he doesn't have the footwork and he isn't as confident in those areas which Balaga could be and could potentially take his spot because of his bad flood of games it seems to me that Graham Potter may bring in an, an, like his own players in January and may say, no, some of these players just I can't work with and I would much rather have someone I have confidence in. We will see. Personally, I'd love to see Mendy or Rizabalaga be given a chance to be put into his new style. They both have big contracts. They both are uh, relatively good keepers. And I think Graham Potter could potentially build upon them. I think also the same with our defence. We've got some really good talent in there that we've brought in from the summer. Yes, they were given in for Thomas Tuchel, but I think they're still good enough players to work under Potter. It's really nice that we've got Kukurea from Brighton, who was under Graham and will now still be under him, and they have a good relationship in this. So I'm kind of sad on that, because also I think that Ben Chilwell, Chilwell should be given the chance to be playing more games, and that he is... He had some great form for the last few games and probably should be playing at left wing back. And maybe Kukurea can play in that left centre back role instead. And then you have Silva and Koulibaly playing, or Koulibaly, or Silva and Fafana. We also have understood that Aspilaqueta is a player who is outdated and can't really play at that centre back role anymore. And that he is, for better words, just not that good anymore. I genuinely think that. He needs to be put aside, put there for captaincy roles like Jordan Henderson or like James Milner within Liverpool and just said, look, this is your role till 2024, till you can go to Barcelona. This is now where the big boys have to play. As for our midfield, that just needs absolutely destroying and putting back together. Kante is broken and cannot play as many games as he used to. I also think that I look at Jorginho and see him as a weakness. Kovacic seems to be good, but the ability to, to play game to game to game to game, again, is under scrutiny. And so we need to break that midfield apart and try and put some young new blood in there. I think that's the best way to thrive under Graham Potter. Uh, and I don't see it as any other way apart from maybe buying some sort of midfielder who's confident but I don't think that's a good idea I think we should invest in the youth for the midfield and build for the future and I think that's what Todd Bowley's doing anyway as for the attacking midfielders and wingers we're pretty set on that I think that Ziyech and Pulisic are bad eggs I think that they should I think that they will drag the team down with their attitudes maybe Pulisic can thrive under Graham Potter because he's a young player and he might find more game time but I still look at him and think that he has a bad attitude problem as well as Ziyech. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm really hoping that Bro Brozier and Aubameyang will be played up front together or they'll both be given a, a good amount of time to play. But 
I'm really hopeful for the Chelsea Football Club. I think Graham Potter was the right manager to bring in. I think Pochettino is a wet blanket who hasn't achieved a lot with the teams that he's been given. Bit, bit of a bottle job, in my opinion. And then Zidane would just would never... He's got... He's been good at Real Madrid, but, you know, anyone can be good at Real Madrid, it seems. So I don't think that, that would have suited Chelsea at the time. So it was the right appointment at the right time. And uh, credit to Todd Bowley for uh, not uh, shying away from the fact that he called uh, for a formation of 4-4-3. <laughs> Which doesn't exist for the for my American listeners. That does not exist. That is a There are 11 players on the pitch, including the goalkeeper. The outfield does not have the contents to be able to have a 4-4-3. <laughs> it's 4-3-3. Anyway. Moving on from Chelsea Football Club, thank you for those who've rewinded forward to five minutes from now. Welcome back. Uh, I'm just going to talk about how I'm going to be changing my workout routine. So for the past two and a half years, I've been working out from my gar- my parents' garage. I've done. I've got some pretty good results, as you can see. It's it's the the relatively solid results for what I've got within that period of time. But I can feel myself starting to plateau a little bit with what I found with my body weight exercises, my uh, using the pull-up bar and the dip bar and uh, the push-ups uh, and my 32 kg weight, adjustable weight. I'm using bands as well. There is a variation there that I've been able to put together like a mesh and it's, it's provided very good results as well as running of course. I've talked about in previous videos. What I am going to do now is I'm going to incorporate more of a focus within weightlifting when I get to the gym in where I'm moving to. And from there, I am going to focus on my compound movements, really build upon those. And I'm going to still utilize my system of having two hypertrophy days, or hypertrophy days, I should be saying, and then two heavy lifting days for strength. Those two, by alternating, really work for me because they actually make me feel like I'm actually going to perform well within that area. And it's, it's a very similar system. Those four compound movements, days, and then I'm going to focus on switching out my Friday. So I will still run in the morning, but I'm going to try and do some Muay Thai, some yoga. Uh, where I'm moving to, both of those are accessible, and I want to be able to get back into martial arts and into yoga. So if I can create new ways of meeting new people and doing a new thing then that's definitely something that i'm looking into and i think it will bring me the opportunity to be able to change my body composition a little bit and also make me more flexible i do yoga and stretching anyway my own sort uh, that i do after every run or before every run as well but i do want to add some spice to my workout routine and i think that everyone should try and mix things up and try new things to be able to push yourself forward and stop from plateauing and start escalating <laughs> that's probably not the right word but whatever uh apart from that don't have anything else i've, I've talked about many things we've talked about the lo-fi community casey neistat back in U- nyc the financial collapse renting out apartments the chelsea madness uh and the plan for lifting yoga and muay thai uh so spice up your life <laughs> on these sort of things but Apart from that, I will say to you now, once again, find solutions within yourself. Don't look externally into the world and try and divide and conquer. (laughs) Conquer yourself first. So we'll leave it there and we'll leave on that positive note, as always.
So, this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now.